Oh, bye bye. Google Meets Andreas. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We're not using Google Meets, though we are sponsored. <laughs> we're not using google Maybe meets when we back. clearly are but we are sponsored hello and welcome back to another episode of the mo video games podcast today we have a lot more tech news but we also actually have a video game to talk about in fact we have two we continue complaining about how dumb the playstation store is with ghost of tsushima and talk about how maybe the game might be a wee bit, a wee bit, a wee bit something too much. I, I can't spoil it. I also go over my review of Ori and the Blind Forest. I just completed a playthrough, so stick around and enjoy. Oh my goodness. All right, let's. I would never it. use another video conferencing platform. That's true. Also I. Balls. I honest, I looked for a while um, to try and find an, an alternate solution that would be viable. Couldn't find one. So I am now paying the Google Workplace subscription fee, which I am Ooh. happy to do. Um, it's, it's actually pretty low cost, and it gives you a lot of features, including not ending the call after a fucking hour. So thanks, Google. Well... Maybe it's a little bit of a knock on us for literally every single podcast going over, but whoa, hey. it's a knock on our quality of content, which is high. Well, here's it's the a, problem. That's not a knock. It's that we we want to have we want to catch up, have a conversation prior to the start of the meeting. Exactly. So it's cutting into our our time if we're trying to stick under an hour. So now we can have three hour podcast, baby. You're welcome, viewers. We're doing it for you. I would put that on the go to bed if it was three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe we should start doing a go to bed podcast too. Um, yeah, like some like quasi ASMR, except I never want to do ASMR. But we can just neither. talk real softly about video games. No, it's still ASMR. I just hate it. See, li- listeners and viewers, this is this is what happens when you don't give us ideas. Is we start thinking about three hour <laughs> ASMR go to sleep podcasts. <laughs> We, oh, we the need your is help. the best game. <laughs> uh oh. See, now I got no data again. Hold on. Well, What's you're up? looking fine. Well, yeah, it's, but it's the stream. The stream. What's this? No data baloney. Oh, excellent condition again. Okay, we'll see. Well, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, if you can't tell, I'm in a hotel. I don't decorate my my house this way. Um, Terribly is the word you're looking for. My God, dude, that couch is literally the color. If I pissed and vomited in a pot and mixed it up, that's the color that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. We got to give that visual for the be listeners gross because yeah. oh my God, it is bad. Uh, it's doing the most. We'll say that, but. Uh, <laughs> For those of you listening on podcast services, so if you're watching on YouTube, don't like the quality, make sure you check out the podcast because we record separately and don't have these streaming issues. So, hey, we got and options. We also apply audio filters to the podcast because we can't do that real time with the stream. It's true. But with the Google Workplace subscription, it automatically filters background noise. Um, That's pretty so, poggy woggied. 
it is pretty poggy woggy. So for me, there's an audio filter for my audio because my audio is coming from like sure, through yeah, OBS. Yeah. It's only it's only your audio that sucks, bro. So I was gonna say, I was like, I know you have filters. Even I got filters, courtesy of you. <laughs> but to be fair, your your audio actually sounds pretty good coming through. So I don't know. Viewers, let us know in the comments. Canadians, if you like commenting, let Oliver know how great he sounds. We want to hear it. I don't even why why all are all of our viewers Canadians? Is it because of the Assassin's Creed studio and yeah. Quebec? 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 Quebec sounds cooler. Uh, I'm, so I'm not so you give Quebec. people shit for how they pronounce Toronto, but you can't even pronounce Quebec, man. I'm just saying I'll, I never even gave shit. I just said that person I met from <laughs> Toronto. Say it like a not Toronto person said if you're from Toronto, you don't say the T. I also just don't say the T because I'm fucking lazy. I'm not gonna that it's it's such a it's such an inconvenience. Toronto. Bam. Look at that. You're not gonna be like Toronto. <laughs> well, Thomas from the Throttle House, um, or Throttle House as they're now called, um, the Ohio State University. Um he pronounces toronto with the t so and he's in toronto so i mean yeah, it seems pretty bullshit off. that <laughs> just the whole city agrees that the second t is silent for literally no reason whatsoever but yeah it also seems like a real like midwestern thing and i would say that toronto is not in the middle of canada yeah we humans love to gatekeep so they just they, they keep that party rolling. Just be how okay. Be. Can't confirm. Not in the middle. <laughs> See, this is how it all started. We were talking about Canadian geography, and we're like, you know what? We started asking our viewers if they uh, if they could confirm those that are living in Canada, and therefore all of our viewers became Canadian. So there's a little origin story for y'all. If you haven't been with us from the beginning, when we call you Canadian... <laughs> Even if you have and just forgot, all right, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. Fair point, fair point. But today, welcome to the Mo Video Games Podcast. We're here, tech news, dedicado number two, on this August the 22nd of 2021, pronouncing all those Ooh, We're getting the date up in here? Yeah. Yeah, because okay. this is this is this is time specific. This is news. Like three years from now, this news this ain't is gonna matter. Evergreen content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to I think Pandora is the one that cares or calls it. It's like I don't know. I but. think it is Pandora, but I saw someone like throw that real nonchalantly on some social media post. So I guess it's a little bit more of a common expression for content than I thought. I thought that Pandora was just. Smoking that legal, if you know what I'm saying when they were asking you that. But if other people were popping it out randomly, unless everyone just is trying to put a podcast on Pandora, and that's how the term has come into fruition. But I, I doubt that. I don't know, man. But yes, this is evergreen content faux show. Um, so I guess we'll do what we've never done before. And we're going to do a little roadmap of what we're going to talk about today. Skirt. That way, you know, if you want to just get the hell out of here because you're not interested in what we're going to talk about, but we're going to we're going to give you a little rundown. So uh, Maxwell's tech news today is zero uh, percent tech, 100 percent gaming. Um, 
talking about Halo Infinite AI for multiplayer and the bots. Talking about a new development studio from some veteran industry executives. We're talking about my experience with Ghost of Tsushima so far and the new director's cut that released August 20th, 2021. We're going to talk about Ori and the Blind Forest that Oliver is playing through right now and how fucking awful it is. And uh, just beat. And what? Just beat it. I beat it yesterday. Oh, you did? Oh, shit. So I will give I kind of want to do like I figure we'll throw that at the end um, because I kind of want to do full review. I mean, not that that's going to take that long. And then here, Max will watch my stream for a little bit. So he has some insight on, you know, after playing two and now watching one, I've played one, seen zero of two effectively, other than like a little bit of gameplay that you've shown. But dude, yeah. I have gripes. That is for sure. There is no. <laughs> I'm watching that. So we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this later. Okay. But then the last thing on Maxwell's tech, which is actually gaming news, but we call it tech news because it sounds better. Um, Forza Horizon 5 uh, and some of the, the other releases, the uh, teases they've been doing, um, reveals of everything, uh, aka they have done a full map reveal and they've done a lot of in-depth dive into the sound. I don't remember if we talked about that, but we're talking about it again because Forza Horizon around here, if you don't, if you're new to the Mobile Video Games podcast, kind of a legend. So we have said tech news but really gaming news but we call it tech news because it sounds better so many times that that's gonna like inevitably become the title of the section <laughs> it's beautiful um, um but yeah and then i i have to imagine oliver has got some league of legends playoffs news which i think we just start off with that let's get into it let's i want to i want to hear what's going on at league of legends okay well we do got some spicy boys i'll keep it I'll keep it brief. Right now, literally at this exact moment, I am not watching Fnatic versus G2, which is the classic, the quintessential um, LEC matchup. Like it has been the historic for as long as the LEC has been around. This is the matchup to watch. Uh, there is only one world slot left for LEC. Wow. And this is the match to decide who will be going to Worlds and who will not be going to Worlds in a best of five series. So if you want to watch what is literally always a fucking bloodbath every single time, this is not some fucking NA League of Legends. This is just people goomba stomping each other like LeBron in a fucking, you know, <laughs> schoolyard dunking on children. But it's both LeBrons on um, both sides. Um, Double LeBron. I don't know baby. who the second LeBron is. <laughs> I guess LeBron's Childs. He's got Childs. Probably pretty good at basketball. Um, That's true. He was in the Space Jam, I think. Or was it? it that probably wasn't his actual kid. That was well. It, it, that implied that he had two children, which I don't know if it's true or not. But then also the okay. Well, let me finish that, and then I can talk about <laughs> yeah, Space Jam for a hot second. Um, so yeah, that matchup will be fucking crazy. Uh, North America. I mean, I'm a TL fan by proxy due to the person that I play league with. But they are now going on to the finals versus I don't even know who because I don't really fucking care. I'm like 90% <laughs> sure it's DSM. Okay. Uh, actually, no, I think that's wrong. It doesn't really matter. But either way, TL has been playing very like early game play style, very not North America, which has been really exciting to watch. And most of the North America powerhouses are also like really struggling to lock in their world slots. So. Um, 
I don't remember who's tonight because it's one of the lesser cared about matchups. I'd say probably least interesting matchup in the week. So I wouldn't really worry about watching that if you're interested okay. in watching. Um, but yeah, man, playoffs have been pretty juicy for the most part. I mean, EU is always spicy. Mad Lions from EU is looking like one of the best teams in the world, which would be exciting if they could be essentially, in my perception, like a pretty new and young team. And they have the potential to dubby out in worlds very exciting g2 honestly is looking pretty doo-doo dog which i normally root for g2 but i feel like fanatic's been looking better than g2 so i might have to root for fanatic going the world just because i want anyone other than north korea or <laughs> north korea does not play <laughs> i can tell you that much Both south show. korea or china um winning worlds but also got a great stat from twitter every single time that tsm has gone to Worlds, uh, North America team. Mm-hmm. Um, since 2013, a Korean team has won Worlds. So, if TSM does end up going to Worlds, it's looking real bad for us. <laughs> Every time they don't go to Worlds, a Chinese team has won since 2013, though. So, it's still looking bad either way, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a different, different kind of bad. It's wait, a different wait. kind of bad. Um, Space Jam, real quick. Watch the new Space Jam. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not. Oh my god, it is, it is fucking horrible. I I I wanted to die watching that. I have a friend back at home who apparently is a giga stan of the OG Space Jam, and oh my god, it was so cringe. It was so bad. The premise is like this: LeBron wants his younger child to be a basketballer. And there's this basketball boot camp that he is expecting his kid to go to, but his kid is a super nerd, amazing prodigy game developer and has developed essentially like uh, NBA Street Jam, like from like the Sega Genesis, where like all you do is jump halfway across the court and dunk. And like, that's the mm. entire game. He just made that with new graphics effectively um, and some other whack ass shit. But so then there's this AI from this big bad boy company who then like takes his game and then pits him versus his dad in this fucking game. Like his dad has to learn how to play his style, like the style of basketball that's in his video game, not actual basketball, because the whole time LeBron, you know, saying fundamentals whenever the kid's playing basketball and he's got to learn to not play fundamentals and play the donkey style. Either way, oh my, it was it was fucking it was atrocious. It was a terrible waste of time. I know some people liked it, but I think, I think it was irrefutably horrible. So I think you're wrong if that. <laughs> yeah, it's it, like any Hollywood remake um, is a cash grab, especially in something like Space Jam, where it's essentially they just throw every IP that they own into the movie as like an extended advertisement. Um, yeah, yeah. I've I heard nothing the OG but bad things Space too. Jam being good though. I mean, I thought the OG Space Jam was... Is that nostalgia, though? I don't know, because it's been so long since I've watched it. Exactly. And at this point, at this point, I'm not willing, I'm not willing to defend at this exact moment. Because <laughs> Space Jam 2 just really soured the mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I can... Well, I don't really have much else tech news-wise, but I don't... Did I talk about the Raspberry Pi Blade server? You last did. Week? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty hype. And then I just learned that Raspberry Pi has a small form factor microcontroller. This is definitely old news, but 
I only recently learned about it. So the Teensy, which is essentially like if you're going to buy an Arduino, just buy a twin, a, a Twinsy. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you can get faster processor. It's just the, the feature set on the Teensy, I think, just outweighs an Arduino like tenfold. And it's barely any more work to get uh, your bootloader set up uh, for a Teensy. I think okay. that it's the bootloader. Whatever. However you load the code from your thing, you're not using a bootloader. It doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, the no TCLC is only, or the Raspberry Pi LC is only $4 and essentially has like the full feature set of the $11 TCLC and the faster processor. So the fact that you can get like essentially a full-fledged microcontroller for only $4 with shit ton of GPI opens, uh, kind of fucking ridiculous. I mean, I knew that there was low-cost microcontrollers like accessible, but normally you have to order like some crazy knockoff arduino and then get it from like alibaba or aliexpress whichever one we can buy from right uh, and then you know it takes like a month and a half in shipping because it has to ship all the way from fucking probably like wuhan or wherever the hell it's coming from so or shenzhen that'd probably be a better guess yeah um, that's i think where our uh controllers came from tech capital of the world um shenzhen would be crazy that city looks i, I would love to visit that would be That'd be insane. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was cool. The Raspberry Pi 5 apparently has been announced, though they have not talked about any feature sets. And as always, I am hoping for more and more emulation because that, I think, is the creme de la creme when it comes to Raspberry Pi. If you're not doing networking stuff, if you're doing networking stuff, then that's a different story. But I, I think realistically, a Raspberry Pi for like a kid is good. And then if you're an adult, then emulating with it is good. And that's <laughs> I don't know. Most other people, they like talk about things you can do with it. And it's like, no one's going to, no one's going to fucking do that. Like you'd have to essentially just be giga level geek in my opinion, which is cool. Nothing wrong with it, but Hey, there's a giga level geek is on the rise, baby. It is being a nerd is cool. Oh, and Maxwell got his matching controllers, which I don't think he talked about, but for the people that are watching, it is a beautiful controller. I'll see if I can get the mo video games on there. Yeah, that's right. Print it on the bottom. I do like the controller. It feels really nice. Hell yeah. I like the uh the knolling or whatever on the triggers. Yeah. Because fingy boys get slippy after a long gaming session. That's that's new for the so these are the so they're, they're Xbox Design Lab controllers, um, so you can add customization, choose colors, all that kind of stuff. And I didn't realize they had updated it with the new series controllers. So there, there's very minor updates. Um, so like the, the D-pad here has kind of that concave um, disc is new for it. There's a share button. See if I can. Yep. That's a share button, which really only works, I think, on the Xbox consoles it it might work and pull up like the the screenshot stuff um on pc not entirely sure but they added there's and it's probably hard to see on this but there's grips um little dots what whatever you call it to to add grip there's to the texture triggers on it yeah texture yeah that's the word i was looking for um so just minor updates um and probably new like bluetooth control and usb type c so always good but yeah, yeah, that's no. been really nice. I, I definitely like the USB Type-C. I still need to get a Bluetooth receiver because I don't have one built into my computer. Um, but So I've just been playing with a hardwired. But yeah, I've, I've liked the controller a lot. It feels real good. I mean, I think Xbox normally does a pretty good job. Once they release the Xbox 360 controller, I feel like they haven't done much disservice. 
Um, Agree. But then again, I'd say PlayStation. Well, I guess I don't remember what the PlayStation 3 controller feels like. But PlayStation, I like the PlayStation 4 controller. If well, anything, I've... maybe a little light. And I know a lot of people complain about the size of the PlayStation 4 controller, which it seems like they bumped up the PlayStation 5, especially looking at it right now. It looks a little bit larger than the PS4 controller. It It is. It is a decent chunk larger. Um, and I'm so I'm just trying to do kind of a back to back like test of how it feels in the hands. Obviously, the PS5 controller added like the haptics and the adaptive triggers and stuff that the Xbox controller does not have. Um the new series uh, controller for Xbox, I think they minor made minor changes to the ergonomics of it as well. Um, it feels good. I'm not joking. Like I was, I'm very happy with it, especially after playing on a knockoff Xbox 360 controller, which I mean feels good because it's like literally this carbon copy form factor. But the, um, what do you call it? The joysticks on this have a lot more resistance, which feels nice. Yeah. Um, I so I think I like the PS5 controller in my hand better than the Xbox Series controller, but I prefer Xbox's offset um, location of the, the the joystick, where the, uh, the PlayStation sure. controller. Make sure I get it in camera view. Um, has them both on the bottom. Um, I think it's more natural where Xbox has it, so I prefer that. But I think in the hand, I think the PS5 controller feels a little bit better. Um, but it does not have the texturing of the xbox which is nice so blow for blow trade trade and we got a cat entering the conversation um but but yeah so xbox design lab can highly recommend this is now the third controller i've gotten from the xbox design lab um this was kind of a trophy for us for finally completing our top 50 um showdown but uh, Xbox Design Lab, good shit. You can, it's a lot of, lot of colors now, too. They added so many colors. Um, it was really hard to choose. So uh, make sure and check it out. Go get some custom controllers, baby. Got a cat blocking half my screen, but that's okay. It's a podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess uh, continuing to roll. Letter, letter rip. So I don't have, there, there's not a lot to discuss on this one, but so Halo Infinite has been doing a lot of beta tests because it'll be coming out in, I think, November, sometime holiday. I don't know if they've actually said a month yet, um, if they're that confident, um, but they've been doing multiplayer beta tests and the multiplayer is going to be free to play, free to download, free to play. You don't need Xbox Live Gold, don't need Game Pass. It is free, 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 um, which is pretty dope it's exciting um, yeah i think warzone was the same though right because they technically attributed warzone they like clumped it in with cold war i believe um yeah but... it's it, it's like any of the like i mean fortnite um is free to play shoot what's yeah but i'm saying like games that actually have like a you know uh Oh, like a story with like it? A, yeah, like a like a single player mode with it. You know, I feel like. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's how they're trying to match the Fortnite or MOBAs. You know, and other shit, battle royales and MOBAs. There we go. Yeah. Um, but it is it is interesting to see because also, you know, you I launch up the launcher for Warzone and then have to see the base game and then choose Warzone every single time. 
which is, I mean, I think kind of annoying, but I'm sure some people are like, dude, I, I really got to buy Warzone. I mean, Cold War every single time they boot up, you know, it's like passive advertising. Yeah, I, I'm sure it works too. It gets a lot of people. Um, a lot of people buy Call of Duty. But yeah, I think uh, with the next gen console releases, I think GTA Online, if it doesn't already, is getting its own standalone um, version, which I don't know if it's going to be free or not, but you can, you'll be able to buy or at least download GTA Online separately. I think Red Dead Online as well is in the similar boat. Um, so that's definitely, it, it's kind of a, a best of both worlds for people who like single player content when they're still releasing that, like Halo Infinite will, Red Dead Redemption 2 has its own, GTA 5, as old as shit as it is, has its own single player campaign. And then separately, having the online where they get all their revenue from the like microtransactions and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it kind of subsidizes the development of the single player campaigns and everyone is kind of happy more or less in that result. With GTA, it means that they just continue to update GTA online and GTA has not gotten new single player content in like fucking 20 years now, it feels like. But uh, yeah, I'm looking it up. I it was like, Pretty sure it was released 2013. Definitely released 2013, which is crazy. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if it's still sixty dollars on Steam because I would be. It is shocked. not. It is not. It's. I think thirty now is where you find it, and I just saw it on sale for like ten dollars. I think with the Steam Summer Sale. Okay, thank God. It was like a fucking moon and a half of it being sixty dollars. Like an unbelievably long time. Yeah, you can pick it up. There's a humble bundle with it for 15, but yeah, yeah, unbelievable how long. I mean, to be fair, I like. I'm not saying the game doesn't deserve it. Certainly a legendary game, um, but Jesus Christ, sixty dollars for that many years, like, and people are still buying it. It's like it's not even like uh, people are tripping on it. You know, they're like, it's GTA 5. I gotta gotta have that one. Yeah, and Donkey just did a video, so Adam pointed it out to me um, on video game pricing, and also pointed out that Nintendo games never drop in price <laughs> like and they're all 60 dollars regardless of the quality of content or the length of the game um which is just kind of interesting that video game pricing is probably an entirely separate discussion we can have um and we've talked about it a little bit where like next gen games were starting to go into like the 70 dollar realm instead of 60 dollars and it just it makes things even more confusing because then you've got two versions of games and one sixty dollars and one seventy dollars and ps5 makes it even more convoluted um that we'll talk about again in a second continue to beat that dead horse um but we we both believe the sixty dollar gaming uh started that donkey just did a video on it and talked about it is sometime back in the 80s i believe is is when 60 dollars kind of started to become a prevalent pricing for some games but when adjusted for inflation that's like 120 dollars today um and that so technically games have been dropping in price uh since in then the 80s yeah you mean 08 no 80s what, what games were coming out for 60 dollars in the 80s I, I don't remember exactly what it is. I mean, get, go go watch the, the video. But I mean, the, the 80s, that's when Nintendo was super prevalent. Um, and then they had all of, like the Sega Genesis, maybe it was in the 80s, 90s, sometime around then. I feel then, like but... I was picking up Xbox, Xbox 360 games for like 50 bucks and then it hopped to 60. But maybe I'm... It, I mean, I'm smoking that legal and don't know it. All all games, I mean, uh, 
jump around in price. Like you can buy games. We've been buying ex- some extended expansions for like 30, 40 bucks. Um, some indie games are coming out 10, $20, but um, there were games back then. And th- this is why I think it needs its own discussion because I really haven't done much research on it. Um, so I'm just kind of spitting random shit. But well, one person from Reddit said, well, okay, Bloomberg says, agrees with Dunkey, saying the $60 video games dated back to at least the 1990s. And then someone on Reddit, when the Xbox 360 released in 2005, is the time that the price jumped from $50 to $60, if I recall correctly. So clearly there's some reason why I'm stupid. At least I have that to back me up. But it does sound like it's been an unbelievably long time. But but either way, if it's 50, 40, the prices have not kept up with inflation um, and games have only cost more and more to develop. Um, so we as gamers are continually getting better bang for our buck and better value. Um, but yet we continue to demand more and more um, out of games at the same time. So it's just it's, it's an interesting discussion to have. And that's why when we discussed before the jump to 70, we were both like, yeah, about fucking time. Like we it's kind of hard to believe that they they can afford to develop games for $60. And granted, gaming has grown as an industry. So when you get more people paying $60, obviously you get more revenue. Because once the software is developed, and aside from like updates, which they have to do now, like you're just raking in profit at that point. So only have to do updates because you release a fucking beta and call it a full-fledged game but i'm not, exactly. I'm not, I'm not mad yeah and, and that's that's because we as gamers keep demanding higher and higher quality and so the games are so complex that i, I don't even know how you would ever release a game that doesn't have bugs um and need constant updates like it's just and that's why they're going to the free-to-play model and then having microtransactions and doing all these things is like different ways of like the, the gaming pricing strategy is all over the place. Everyone's testing new things. You got Game Pass over here. You got free to play over here. You got Sony with $70 single player games. What will come out on top? Nobody I just knows. think it's like the assumption that like everybody should be able to get every game to me, especially with how much work and art is put in to releases. Just like, like I said, it just feels ridiculous. I mean, I think that when you buy a game, it should not be like a. If you're, especially if you're buying like a massive AAA title that like thousands and thousands, if not ten thousands of hours have been spent on development, right? Like that should mm-hmm. be you should be considering it like picking up like a, a a painting at that point, you know, or something like that. Like it should be, I think it should be viewed at that that level with how much work and time and energy is spent on it, not just from, I mean, from an art and a technology facet, you know. Like I think it's. It's it's goony that we have Steam libraries that have like a quintillion games and we only play four of them. Yeah, personally speaking, at least, <laughs> you know, like uh, yeah, same here. Yeah, like the amount of effort and energy. I mean, I know that the market for it is huge, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just it, and and I feel like the like we talked before. I just feel like this is part of the problem with like cyberpunk releasing early and pressure from and just you know like i guess the investing in the monetary side like if you're gonna try to make 60 dollars a game sustainable for a company you do kind of have to release it probably a faster clip because if you sell it for twice as much you could release half the games (laughs) with the same amount of sales and be cutting even you know so um yeah I, i i don't think 
the gaming community will ever let something like that happen. But I do think that the, I think, yeah, it's very consumer biased and really it screws over the manufacturing side. It it, it kind of does sometimes when you get into like the ultimate editions and gold editions of games, which are getting laughably little additional content at times. Um, and those are like a hundred, hundred and twenty dollars. And then you get a collector's edition. It's like $250 and you get a little figurine that probably costs $10 with it. Um, if even if if even which i mean i i want those figurines i think it's super cool um but that that's a pure profit monkey for for companies and and companies game developers rely so much on pre-orders as well um especially because games that have drm and anti-piracy measures and stuff like it's it's a battle of time like games will eventually be cracked and start to be pirated. So they need, they rely on sales up front to, to make sure that they, that's where they make a bulk of their money. So, um, but now pre-ordering is kind of, I, I think the gaming public is starting to move away from pre-ordering. I'm hoping and not rewarding companies that are re- releasing unfinished products or shitty products or haven't been reviewed products. Um, and then finding out that you just you pre-ordered a really terrible game. So, um, as Even I say, has been reviewed. Yes, it, exactly. Like like uh, Cyberpunk wasn't reviewed on previous gen consoles. Um, is like Cyberpunk is just like man, it's a poster child of what not to do. It's great. It's great to talk about. I hate beating that dead horse, but God, it's such a good example. It's free. It's free to beat that horse. Baba boom. Baba boosh. Um, but getting back to the, the initial point, Halo Infinite. So the, the multiplayer, which will be free, um, but they've done betas and they, they will have bots uh, that you can play against and will help fill the lobbies as well, I think, because some of the lobbies are going to be pretty large. But the the apparently the AI is modeled on actual human behavior, kind of similar to the Drivatars in uh, Forza that we talked about. I'd be curious to know, since they're both Microsoft studios if they're like borrowing tech from uh turn 10 studios and some of the ai for uh drivatars that they use but apparently the the ai is like incredibly human-like and uh very difficult uh to fight against um which is which is pretty interesting they do a good job of like flanking and doing like actual strategies around you and taking shortcuts and and doing things that you wouldn't expect normal ai and bots to do and that's to be expected right i mean ai tech is just constantly getting better but um yeah i'm kind of i'm interested i'm excited to play it i think halo infinite's a game i'm gonna well especially if it's free to play the multiplayer definitely gonna check it out but oh oh well i guess i have game pass so yeah of course i'll begin fucking halo infinite so God, maybe game pass is great i don't know man <laughs> I'll, I'll see what it looks like yeah that, that, that's this is classic maxwell oliver you know what I, that's that's how it'd be <laughs> exactly maxwell I, I i talk about like the gaming industry hopefully moving away from pre-ordering and i'm gonna for fucking sure be pre-ordering forza horizon 5 um so I mean, or it's a, that's an exception, baby. It's true. I know that shit's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be great. It doesn't need to be anything. It they they keep the game driving and physics basically the same, and just have a new beautiful environment. It's like you really can't fuck that up. I was gonna say you rescan Forza Horizon Four, and I'd be like, greatest racing game of all time, baby. <laughs> yeah. 
Like the only way I think they could really ruin it is if they mess with the, the driving physics, which they won't. So yeah. I hope I it's, hope I don't hate my words, but it's still good. Um, all right. So there's a new development studio called That's No Moon. I don't. There's probably some gaming reference or something that I'm, no I'm missing there. That's no moon. Uh, I think when I googled "that's no moon," it pulled up a clip from A New Hope. Oh, interesting. Okay, are they going to do space games? No, guarantee. What's um, that? There's only one space game that's even being talked about. It. It's not. Is it well, Starfield, the the new Bethesda game. Oh yeah, that's the one I'm excited for. I've been yeah. craving a space game. They just Aren't we never all? do it. Aren't we all? No, hey, I No Man's so. Sky exists, man. And it's good, finally. So Can't forgive. Can't forgive. Five like five years later of free content updates turning the game into an actually fantastic game, and it's like nah. Never. Nah, bro. They fucked up. Never. I mean, that's fair. I mean and you support game developers with your money, and similarly, you punish them by not giving them your money. Well, they already have my money, so. <laughs> but you don't have the game. That's a, that's a terrible transaction. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, but the, the game studio, That's No Moon, a uh, team of veteran game developers. I'm looking at a Polygon article, which I will link in the YouTube description. Um, but people previously worked at Infinity Ward, Naughty Dog, um and i think somewhere else shit i don't know but they're (laughs) gonna focus on story-driven single-player games um so it'll be really interesting to see kind of how that goes i mean new development studios it could be fantastic it could be absolute horseshit uh there's really no way to know what it's going to be like you can get excited and be like oh wow like industry veterans from these like really well-known well-respected game development studios and it's like the worst people like they're not there anymore like they get rid of the bad developers yeah so like i i mean i these people are are probably fantastic i don't want to shit on that but like you just don't know it's like i'm i'm unusually not on the hype train about this i'm cautiously optimistic uh skeptical perhaps you could say that's the right way to do it i mean until you've proven yourself words only do so much you know yeah naughty dog is has proven the formula i think there's reason to get hype about naughty dog when they've proven the formula exactly uh, and so i'm we we shall see it's story driven single player games which i am all about as my bread and butter baby so i'm i'm excited for the potential but yeah nobody knows that my my top game of all time, which I won't spoil again. Go listen to all of our top fifty video game episodes. Just kidding. Listen to like the last ten. That's where it gets really juicy. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see. New development studios always uh, potential to have some excitement. We the Nintendo we. No, just we like excited we. <laughs> you know, like you're on a roller coaster. We. Oh, I thought you were doing like a French we. Like enthusiasm. We. Ah, God, gotta love it. Um, so, I guess. Well, I'll skip ahead to Forza Horizon Five. We'll finish with the two games we've been playing recently. So, Forza Horizon Five, coming to 
an Xbox or PC near you in November. Um, and if you don't have one, it's coming to the nearest one to you. So if your neighbor's got one, it's coming there. It's coming everywhere, <laughs> maybe. Um, They're but, secretly installing it on all consoles. <laughs> yeah. So it will not be free, but it will be on Game Pass, as all Xbox first-party games will be day one. So kind of free if you pay. <laughs> after the money you pay it's free <laughs> if you regard losing money then you do gain a game exactly uh but Disregard. they did they did one. a full map reveal we have seen all of the biomes in the game Ooh. the the map is officially 50 percent larger than forza horizon 5 or forza horizon 4s <laughs> they <laughs> released the game and they're like we're making it bigger dynamically and then expanding it. map every time you view it it's larger but it looks I mean, honestly, it looks fantastic. And that, what else would you expect from a Forza Horizon game? It's, it's, it's pretty dope, but it actually looks incredibly varied. Lots of options. I'm very excited about what there is. They have a huge highway, so everyone who gets excited about driving all fast and whatnot, you're satisfied. Um, Life is a highway, and uh, they improved the sounds. <laughs> Uh, quite a bit. That was probably the biggest complaint of Forza Horizon 4 was that the car audio was not that great. And now they have I don't remember what the exact number was, but I think over 500 cars recorded. Maybe it's 200 cars. I'm not sure. So Some ridiculous amount of cars that they've actually gone out. So they used to do how they were recording it before is they would actually they put a car in a dyno and then they would record it like revving up going through the rev range and stuff and that's kind of how you program it to be okay we we have the the sound of the car and the engines at these different rev points revolutions per minute and then we just kind of code it in to to go like that but now they've actually gone and they've taken these specific cars and the iconic cars that people really care about the sound and they've gone out to an airstrip and recorded it out in the environment and how it actually sounds in reality pugo <laughs> pugo baby um pugi we know it's not pronounced that way. I just want a disclaimer. But, um, and th they've showcased the, the sounds of some of these cars, and it truly does sound fantastic. I will try and link that in the video description below as well. So make sure and go, if you're listening to podcast services, go over to YouTube, check out some of these links uh, that, that I'll be putting over there. But I am very excited for the sounding, the sounds, the sounding, the, the sounding, sounding. The, sounding. <laughs> the sounding of the rooms <laughs> uh, of these. And the and the map, uh, map do be looking thick with a lot of seas. Yeah, extra spicy. Go check that out. You just search Forza Horizon Five map. It, you'll see a thousand images of it. So, um, yeah, yeah. The comparison image, I think, is the the real like. Oh damn! Yeah, she big, she big boy. She big. Um. Yeah, but that's that's kind of all that that juicy juice that I got. So now we can move on to the games that Oliver and I have been playing recently. <laughs> so uh, I'll start with Ghost of Tsushima. And so I am in between classes right now. Uh, so I've been trying to maximize my time. Thank you. Uh, my classes start this next week, so I'm going to lose all my gaming time again. But I've been trying to blast through Ghost of Tsushima, and it's a long game. Holy shit, there's a lot of content, which I am happy about because it's good content. Um, so I just went through. So there's three main sections of the island. I just fully liberated the first section of the island and did all of the like shrines and uh, 
actually it's just a lot of shrines like bamboo posts all this kind of stuff um like did most of the content but not a lot of the side quests in in the first one i mean i feel like i've got to be like 20 hours plus into this game um and i'm maybe a third of the way through and I, i'm doing it's semi-completionist because i'm trying to like level up my boy Jin, um and and get it really good but my God, it's there's just a shit ton of content. I can't believe how detailed and varied the open world is. I, I kind of teased this in our last episode, but Ghost of Tsushima is probably the most beautiful game world and especially detailed open world um, with like just kind of the level of detail in the the grass and the fauna and the everything. Oh, <laughs> Oliver left the meeting. I uh, don't know what happened. I'll, I'll continue talking. Um, the game is freaking gorgeous. Hey, hey, he's back, baby. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying most, to get fancy with my screens. Most beautiful game I think I played. Like the, the eye candy just continues to not at this point. And then going from the, the first third of the island to the second third now is completely new stuff. Like it is just, it's not same old, same old. Like, my God, this game is beautiful. And like the, like, semi it's not really platforming but kind of puzzles to figure out like there are these shrines where the the bridges to go up are burnt to the ground so you have to find a different way to get up and it's actually pretty incredibly varied i i'm i'm a fan of the shrines i was not expecting that to be the case um how long have you been playing it i feel like i've it feels like i'm 20 hours in i i don't actually have the exact number but it's saying Average, well, I guess I don't know what level of completeness you're going for, but just main story is about 20 hours, where if you 100% it, it would be about 60 hours, not including the Iki Island expansion, which I'm not sure if you're planning on doing that or have done that. The the 60 hours seems about right, because I I am doing pretty completionist. Like I said, there's still side quests I need to do, um, but I've pretty much done all of the other content. Like, I fully liberated the first part of the island and did all of the like undiscovered locations stuff yeah those of you that have played the game um so yeah a lot of content crazy and then so that's a good segue the the iki island expansion so there's an expansion called iki island and then there's it's part of the like director's cut so the ghost of tsushima director's cut means you get the base game and the expansion and this is where the ps5 like Sony, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. It gets real wild. So if you own the Ghost of Tsushima, it the only version you could have had is the PS4 version. So if you want to upgrade to the director's cut for the PS4 version, that's $20. If you want to get the PS5 director's cut upgrade, that's $30. If you don't own the game at all and you want to buy the PS4 director's cut, it is $60, I believe. And then it is $70 for the PS5 version. But you cannot buy the PS5 version of Ghost of Tsushima without buying the director's cut or the expansion. So you cannot have just the base game PS5 version. And so this is where it's just everything is fucking crazy. And granted, the I watched the digital digital foundry review of the new Iki Island, the PS5 updates, and you're not missing much. So it kind of makes sense that they don't have the base game available as kind of a PS5 upgrade, because if you were paying for just that, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. But still, the $10 bump, when you're going from $20 to $30, so a 150% increase to get the PS5 
upgrades, which essentially amounts to a slight resolution bump and then some haptic and adaptive trigger stuff and then Japanese lip sync. And that's it. That does not seem worth it. Or I, I'm going to buy it because I'm dumb. But I, <laughs> I don't think that pricing makes a whole lot of sense. So. I, I just think it's weird that they don't let you get the base game. But it seems like seems like they just don't want people to play it on the PS5. <laughs> That's what it seems like. But that makes no sense to me. So I don't know. Maybe they thought that this was the the educated cash grab. Like, uh, they'll make... It just seems like you wouldn't make more money. I know a lot of people don't... A lot of people don't really care about DLC or extra content, you know? So I just think... I, I don't think people are going to be like, oh, well, you know... If they didn't want the DLC and they were already on the fence about buying it, I feel like I'd just be like, all right, fuck it. I'm, I don't care. I'm either going to just leave it on the PS4, yeah. not pay for an upgrade, you know, if I'm already doing that, uh -huh, or just leave it entirely. Like, but I get annoyed by small things, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. And the, the, the even weirder thing was that when they were still doing pre-orders, you couldn't pre-order any of the PS5 versions. You could only purchase PS5 versions on august 20th when this came out but you could pre-order the ps4 director's cut um upgrade so just more like it like what the fuck sony <laughs> what are you doing like you're you're improving some of these things and like save transfers are now better like it used to be you had to upload your ps4 save file to the cloud and then download it for the ps5 version of a game in order to get it transferred or some weird shit like that but now you can do it locally like it'll recognize your local storage so they're improving some things but like how did this never come up when they were developing the ps5 and they were like wow we know we're going to be planning some some ps4 upgrades for some of these uh games and where there's going to be safe transfer people are going to want to do this how did it not cross their minds that this is fucking nonsense and the most nonsensical unnecessary confusion for for most people playing a game like it's it's tripped me up someone who like we talk about the shit all the time i'm like engrossed in the news i love tech we do upgrades we have our own, we built our own pcs we do tech shit and i'm confused by it how did that happen ah uh, sorry i'll get get off my rant here but i'm just it's just it's such a a huge fuck up that's all i gotta say it's just inexcusable and Xbox did phenomenal. It's seamless, plug and play, Game Pass, doesn't matter. You got all these games. I'm starting to become an Xbox fanboy, let me tell you. Because they know what's up. They just need to get games that are worthwhile. Good. Uh, aside yeah. from Horizon, or Forza Horizon. And then, then we'll talk. Maybe Halo Infinite will be really fantastic. But And Starfield will be coming to Xbox exclusively and PC. But, um, so there's potential, but right now, PS5's got the game, so. PS5 got the games. Got the games. And technically. Got that. Oh, go ahead. Thor Ragnarok coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. I accidentally called it once, and we'll never let that down. Exactly. Uh, but, I mean, you can get these things working. It's just a pain in the freaking ass, so. Yeah, it doesn't sound user-friendly at all. No, so screw you, Sony. But also thank you, because your games are fantastic, and I love the PS5, so. 
All right, we want to talk about Ori. Let's do it, man. Let's keep this shit train rolling. Deep breath. Lay it on me, man. I started playing Ori on a... It was a sunny day, just like most days. <laughs> um, but figured I'd go through one. Blind Forest. There we go. Will of the Wisps 2. I got to... I gotta beat that in my head a little bit because I'm gonna I'm gonna mislabel at some point, that's for sure. Um but yeah, the okay, I guess high level overview, I'd give the game like a light seven. I'd put it at a light seven, I would say. Um you're frozen, so I don't okay, there we go. You're now no longer frozen, so now I can see <laughs> a reaction. Um Seven's feeling like a little generous though, so heavy on the light. That's uh, it. It was good, but it was just just gripes of glory. It took me about five and a half hours to beat the story, with I would say like a fifty percent completionist attitude. So I took like the there's three major checkpoints in the game. Is probably okay. a good way to say it, uh, or three like major objectives better way to say it improved language <laughs> um, uh so after the first one i took the time to like go back and just collect kind of whatever i could i didn't take too long with it you know but i spent i spent probably an hour maybe a little bit longer just noodling around just get in health upgrades and mana upgrades i don't remember what they call i think they call it energy um but it's mana because every blue bar in a game is mana to me until the end of time. So exactly. or mana, um, or Mona, <laughs> Mayne. <laughs> I was not expecting this at all. <laughs> um, the all right, the game pacing wise, up until I got double jump, I was straight up not having much fun i mean i was playing it because i'm like i'm gonna play two and i want to get the first game done with you know my criteria for me playing one was satisfied i forgot what i was trying to finish at the time but i finished whatever that game was that was my criteria for running through one but up until double jump yeah it was not not fun straight up um get double jump i'm like the game's good now i can deal with this the combat not fun and I would, I would go as far to say, not fun the entire game. Uh, there is just, it's so hard to see. It, it's also, I'm going to just compare it to Hollow Knight a lot. Not because Hollow Knight is amazing, but it is an easy Metroidvania comparison. Um, but the art styling in Ori, it's so fucking colorful. The projectiles took me such a long time to get used to actually seeing the projectiles because everything's colorful and there's so much shit. Like you're you're just overwhelmed with these visuals. And then they have roots that are like in your foregrounds. So then they'll be covering the projectiles that are fucking coming towards you. And it's like, oh my god, it was like I almost all of my combat, I essentially just found the cheesiest strategy to kill an enemy. And then would do it. So like if an enemy's on a ledge, by the time I got like wall grab, I would just hug the wall right under it and then just shoot the, your little shooty shot above. And it's just like this. It's just not interactive gameplay, you know, yeah. like that's just I, I, I'm literally just clearing it to go on to the next section. And that's how every single thing I cleared felt. The only thing I would say combat wise that felt good 
was you can take projectiles and redirect them. And that, I think, was a good element of the combat, but I never used the shock blast where you, like, fully charge and it has, like, a radius explosion around CN, Sein, Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> and I pretty much only use the base attack and then the projectile redirect. And if you can use the projectile redirect, I mean, it just does so much fucking damage in comparison to your regular blast, too. It's just, like, there's no reason to not use it. Everything does so much damage, and it's just, like, just be safe, redirect the projectile if you can. Um, so, those are definitely my two main gripes. I, the story was, I mean, I wasn't super vested in the story. It has pretty touching ending. Um, I mean, it's, it's all just about dead homies. That's what the game be about. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I feel like pretty easy. Uh, story to execute but yeah the some of the later sections of the game the map design just felt a little boring and simplistic like i was a i was climbing mount horu i think i think i was climbing mount horu or i was doing the section before mount horu it doesn't really matter but you're in this like gray brown brown that's the color brown (laughs) yellowish desert section and it's like you have a kuro's feather which allows you to float if there's an up burst of wind and essentially all they did was just take all the normal terrain that they have and throw spikes on it and then get rid of the enemies because they're spikes and the enemies can't be on spikes and then you just use the the wind to fly through it and i'm just like this is not this is not doing it for me this is not feeling new this is not feeling spicy this is not feeling exciting any sense of the word um i mean for how short of a game it is maybe some of my my criticism is a little unwarranted but yeah it just it, not that much diversity i i still think it was fun to play but when i finished it i was just like i finished the game and then i had i didn't go down to the bottom of the map where you get a little bit more story about your yeti pal who i already forgot his name <laughs> apparently i don't care that much about him um and definitely not a yeti but <laughs> <laughs> um but that's pretty much like the last thing i did be before ending it i mean i just i felt pretty minimal motivation to 100 percent it where when i beat hk like was immediately motivated to play and 100 percent the game you know like i really wanted to see everything in the game and absorb everything in the game it you know hk offered a lot more story behind it the gameplay was the combat was way way more fucking fun and there's end game content on hollow knight which there is not in the game content effectively in this i mean there is in the sense of like it's a metroidvania you can go back but like hk has like straight up like it has equivalent of niflheim and platforming essentially available for you which i think um yeah looking at the size of the development studio that released blind forest and then thinking about team cherry only having three fucking people i am still just mind blown literally every single time i think about that like it is unbelievable what i think uh team cherry did with hollow knight um but i am very excited max and i talked a little bit as he will allude to some of the things that we talked about very excited for two because um yeah just lots of even just quality of life gripes like if you die um you can save wherever in the game and if you die you have to watch a cutscene if you have not saved after watching the cutscene. and so it's like 
normally before a cutscene, it's it's going to be a more challenging section of the fucking game. So like, I have to like remind myself every single time I go through a cutscene to immediately save because otherwise you're just you waste so much time watching the same cutscene over and over again. It's like it's small gripes, but it's like I I already know this gumball ass looking motherfucker is going to crawl down and I'm going to follow him. I don't need to watch this again. <laughs> watch this five times because I keep forgetting save. <laughs> So yeah, that's why the late seven. I, I mean, after griping, I'm feeling maybe just the six, but I, I'm I'm very excited for two. Based but, on what I've seen of the gameplay, I would give it a six. Um, I'm I'm starting to feel the six after everything I've said because some of it's just like I don't even know why it got through. Like the the watching the cutscenes thing again. I don't. No one wants to watch cutscenes multiple fucking times. Um, I mean, maybe if it's like the halo 2 bomb scene all right i could take a replay (laughs) on that baby but like that's not what this game's about it's not about epic grandiose cutscenes the cutscenes are just the transitions that kind of explain what the fuck's going on so but either way what 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 did you think from your viewing i agree with everything you said that looked the gameplay looked it didn't look like the same fucking game aside from the art style like it's so many different things in two from one like, and this is when we were talking about it, I was like, I don't want you to play one because I think it's going to put a bad taste in your mouth for two. But maybe it'll do the opposite effect of now your expectations are so low that two is just going to blow it out of the water. Um, what is I there just a, have a lot of optimism for two? Is there a bow and arrow in one? No. Okay. You uh, get, you get, and there's two abilities that I didn't get because I didn't, ex- the area I explored after beating the game. You get like a lob bomb that you can throw, but it doesn't, I don't think it really does that much damage. And it's mostly just for unlocking more platforming sections of the game. Yeah. Uh, um, is Were there combat arenas? No. Were there speed trials? Uh, in the sense that there were, when Kuro the bird is chasing you, you have to run really fast. And if you don't run fast enough, then you get killed. But it wasn't no, like a no, no, speed not running scenes. section like you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So th- those are some of my favorite aspects of the game were the combat trials and speed trials. Um, the combat is night and day better than one. Holy shit. That looked fucking boring as shit. Like you said. That, so your main weapon in two. Is, an, is a light energy sword. So it's very similar to Hollow Knight where you're having to get up and close and personal, but then there are so many other combat options, like I said, the bow and arrow and some other things that I won't spoil um, that just make it very varied and kind of you... But some of them are based on your mana and energy, whatever, and stuff, and it's very... I don't know. There's way more options. And the traversal, the platforming, looked fucking boring in that game. Like, it did. the, the levels did not seem very varied i hate saying very varied but um it it didn't No, i 100 percent agree though there's way more and some of the the platforming and the puzzles like i said i was like wow that's really fucking dumb like they just didn't like i was like oh maybe the concept was there but they really didn't do it well the execution was kind of poor i think the the platforming and the platforming puzzles are much cleaner tighter and make more sense initially you don't have to like die 12 times just to figure out what it wants you to do it's like here's what i want you to do just get good now in two those fucking lily pads were so i i like was trying to figure out the algorithm and had to come to like 18 different hypotheses before i could figure out how the fuck they were working it's like so um, unbelievably frustrating there were a couple good parts the magnetic field ball traversal scene um, that was cool that, that 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 was a cool idea 
uh, and changing, you know, the vector of gravity, like that, that stuff, that, that was a good scene. Like, there's definitely some redeeming elements. I don't want to, like, say the game was, it certainly wasn't unplayable. And for five and a half hours, it is definitely a playable game, like very quick to run through. Um, and I think it says I'm at like 80, 85% completion. Um, so, but yeah, man, it was just, yeah, just excited for two. That's yeah. all I got to say. A it, lot, a lot left to be wanted from playing that for sure. Yeah. I, I do. I think you will find it more enjoyable than Hollow Knight. I don't think that's physically possible, but I do think you will probably, I anticipate you giving it a nine when, when you I, play it. I fucking better. <laughs> that's that's what i anticipate because i i think some of the style things are just like i think you gravitate more to towards the holiday type style of play hollow knight's gray which means it's good (laughs) hell yeah but man yeah watching it i was like man this is like not what two was at all um and it's very similar to some of i've watched some reviews of people that kind of comparing the two and it's very similar gripes of like yeah they fixed so much of that shit in two um, I mean, that's what I figured, especially after hearing you talk about it, and like even the minimal gameplay I saw. The yeah, like it. Um, I really only saw platforming, but it just looks so much better. Just and like the other thing I like too that I mentioned was that you can just buy the abilities that you want. There's no tree that is forcing you to buy like five abilities you don't care about to get to triple jump. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Like and and I think they unlock as you can actually use them. Unlike that one where you bought an ability you couldn't even use yet. Um, that we don't even need to talk about that, bro. Yeah. So no. they filtered for it beforehand too. Like with other abilities, they filtered. So it's not like they don't do it. You know, like they literally just forgot. I don't know how else to explain <laughs> yeah. it other than they fucking forgot. Uh, they're like no like, one is going to get that many ability points to get all the way up here before they get the dash that's impossible they'd have to be yeah, crazy I mean, the only thing i can think of is like uh maybe they don't want to block the rest of the skill tree in case you don't because that area is not required to beat the game kind of understand that kind kind of very minimally but at that point just make it another ability that you fucking unlock like make it like any of the other you know when you unlock double jump make it like that you run into a little tree absorb some essence or just put it all in its own fucking separate category put in its own tree or put at the end of it there's so many there's so many different things you can do to not have me wasting ability points to get to that ability and then learning that i do not get the fucking ability (laughs) and i literally did not get dash until i went back to that section that section i skipped gave me dash so i was not able to use this thing i rushed early on to increase platforming wise what i could get to until i'd already beaten the fucking game what the fuck yeah so, so yeah, yeah. It, psa if you're gonna play only one of the two games make sure it is two i, I think is uh even i'm backing that one up for show. show like, yeah and if you're thinking about playing both of the games maybe think about only playing two <laughs> like i, I said initially I, at five and a half hours and it's only like a five dollar game though the you gotta buy it it was i was a little concerned at first to get the regular ori in the blind forest is like 20 bucks on steam but you can buy the definitive edition for five dollars by base so i was Ooh. like it seems like i should not be able to buy the quote-unquote more content implying title for 75 percent of the cost or 25 percent <laughs> of the cost wrong math um 
So I was like stressing that I was just going to blow $5 and then like get like when you downloaded the fucking Horizon Zero Dawn artwork. Oh, yeah. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting like, oh, here's the soundtrack available for download as uh, MP4 and here's some pictures. So. Yeah. So uh. di- disappointing, but I am very pumped for you to start playing too. Um and and see how that is it it also got me hyped like just remembering to be like oh man yeah there was god dude has dude's got some good shit man yeah i mean i'm i'm excited and the art is still i mean the art's very similar from what i've seen like it's definitely a very attractive game and like i said the you know it certainly playable at five and a half hours five dollars i'm not like pissed about it but if i'm gonna critique it like any other game then yeah i mean it's for sure i, I fe- i'm feeling good about the six but the the seven's feeling too generous so another gripe that your gripe with ori reminded me of in ghost of tsushima so you you were saying that there there's foreground like parts of the map that block like projectiles and some of the combat that happens in ghost of tsushima Oh my gosh. Like when you're trying to do combat and you're you have to move the camera around um trying like cuz you're not locking onto the characters. Um I all the time the camera like pff, cuts into like a building and I like or like behind a flag and I just like lose all visibility in combat. So I just have to like dodge roll like 30 meters away until I can see fucking Jin again um, yeah. to start fighting. And that was just like it's those kind of technical things that are keeping it from being like Last of Us Part 2, God of War, Ori in the Will of the Wisps here. Is there's just enough of those little technical gripes and like the control scheme kind of bothers me so r2 is like what you use to interact with everything but it's also it's how you, so it's how you mount your horse it's how you pick up like supplies that are around the map and it's also how you hold it to like switch your samurai stance and so all the time i'll be like you're you're fighting around horses fairly frequently and I'll need to switch. So each stance is good against a different type of enemy. And so I'll be going to switch a stance and I hop on a fucking horse and then get fucking knocked off the horse because I wasn't trying to do that. Or I'm trying to pick something up and jump on a horse. I'm trying to like switch my stance and I pick something up or it doesn't let me like there's just enough of those weird idiosyncrasies that are just really fucking annoying for an otherwise fantastic game. Um, it's really bothering me. Supposedly. The new director's cut edition adds the ability to both lock onto enemies and to change the control scheme. So those would be welcome upgrades and might make things better. At least get rid of some of those things. But yeah, the the camera control cutting in and out and then the some of the controls. I was just like, my God, man, it's not what I'm trying to do right now. Camera control can be real fucking annoying. I know a lot of people when they go and play Super Mario 64 for the first time, they get oh my god, bug yeah. fucked by the camera control. If you've played it, you're super Me, used right to it, it, and it's not an issue. Um, but if you have not played it and you're just picking it up using the C stick and how the Laiku, I think that's Laiku yeah. maybe Laiku, eh, whatever. Uh, how, <laughs> how 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 the camera handling is with him um, or her, it they them. Uh, yeah, it's just it's weird. Definitely an old game. Yeah, not the goat. No, but we won't spoil what the goat is, even though everyone knows. I think it's pretty clear. But I mean, I 
pretty much boosted it at the beginning of the podcast. But yeah, but if you don't remember the beginning of the podcast, you don't know. And, and what are you, you don't doing? Know, you don't what, know. <laughs> why are you watching this if you haven't watched our top fifty showdown, baby? Exactly. So yeah, Ori, Ori, Ori and Blind Forest not going on top fifty. Can tell you that much. De- definitely not not top fifty caliber. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, one hundred percent top fifty caliber. But time will still tell where it actually goes. Um, it's the the amount of content in the open world aspect of it is borderline bloated like it's i'm i'm still interested enough to do it but the amount of content is kind of overwhelming and there's not a lot of variety of what you are doing it's mostly like clear this camp out kill these people for a story thing left and right so it's hard to avoid that in an open world game i get that but in some ways i think ghost of tsushima might have benefited from a smaller scope perhaps little bit more directed um but yeah gorgeous that's what we got that is tech news 8 2021 and ori review and ori review we got a game actual game review for the mo video games podcast i would i mean that's that's my full-fledged gripe of that fucking game for sure so <laughs> hell yeah well i'm excited to hear your thoughts on ori and the will of the wisps M- larger game as well so yeah, I feel like you could probably one hundo uh Ori in the Blind Forest and half the time it took you to Hundo. I mean Yeah. I would I would feel good about that. And I feel like I, I rink dinked a lot on Ori in the Blind Forest. I mean, if you're really just running it at at solid pace. But I feel like if you're enjoying a game you normally rink dink. I like I said, once once you got the basic platforming elements, the game became what one would may call playable. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little harsh but uh, i think that's, that's fair i i didn't watch the beginning part before it but um i think ori and the will of the wisp has a little bit of that at the beginning like once you start to get some of the more platforming you're like oh hell yeah but it's it's pretty short and i don't remember really hating it so yeah yeah it's i moment it's such a momentum driven game with their how they're they handle the physics that not having more moves in your kit is really fucking brutal then you know like you don't have any good dodges or anything like that you're gonna love to man i mean immediately with hollow knight's combat i the fact that you can pogo is really just unlocks a lot of shit like immediately and then and the knockback on the enemies like it just uh a lot more outplay potential from day one. I know I'm going to like to. I'm excited to play it. I'll start playing it this week. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Once I change my name again, got to find something good. Yeah. Just going to keep changing my name randomly. <laughs> you won't, you'll never be able to find him. But All right. Well, uh, we're another long podcast, baby. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for sticking around. Like I said, YouTube, if you're on podcast services, podcast, if you're on YouTube, all that fun, juicy juice. I'll leave you guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Juicy. Juicy. And that'll do it for this week's episode of the Moan Video Games Podcast. Hope you enjoyed as always. Hope you have a great week. Um, Yeah, the Ori and the Blind Forest. Man, I don't really know what to say, but... 
I think I actually already said it all, so I think I know exactly what to say. I'm really excited for Ori and the Will of the Wisps, see how that playthrough goes. Just waiting for it to not be $30 on Steam, so hopefully that happens soon enough. Or I can find maybe a key somewhere else. Either way, the Fnatic and G2 series was absolutely crazy, as I predicted that it would be. Went to all five games insane to watch so if you're looking for some good league of legends feel free to check it out but as always enjoy your week and josie